welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news reviews and interviews. The Queens got their adverts on as they sold goods to the masses. So whose business is booming and who's bombed? It's time to talk all things Drag Race in Mexico. And join me to discuss it all is Luna Carr. Hello. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. We are here. Um, this is a fun show. I'm really enjoying it. I am loving it. As a someone who grew up in Mexico and Mexico, I think it's amazing that finally we see different kinds of drag, different kinds of references and amazing people just being fucking cool. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. This is the thing that I always say on the podcast is I love learning and I love learning about cultures that I know very little about. Um, And I feel like they're very, very um, heavy into honoring their heritage and culture. And that's what I think is so special about this franchise. Yes, I mean, look at the whole workroom. It's just themed of beautiful colors, bright colors, a lot of culture behind it, references from all around the country, which is just beautiful and rich. Now, you mentioned you grew up in Mexico. I know very little bit about the map of Mexico. Like, literally, if you told me somewhere, I couldn't pinpoint where it was. Where are you from? I am... I was born in California, Riverside, California. So shout out to my mm-hmm. over there. Um, then we moved to the tip of Texas, the South, Bronzeville, Texas. And then after like three years, I was probably six or seven. I moved to Mexico and I lived there my whole childhood and um, till high school, I came back to the U.S. So pretty much like every reference uh, in my own personal life and in, in, in drag itself. So it, it, I just connect with Mexico so much. Like Mexico is my home for me even though i was born in the u.s amazing well i'm sure as we go along you will be able to um give us some knowledge uh friends pronunciations i apologize but i will eventually get better maybe by uh drag race mexico like 69 i'll be fluent in spanish um that's better than nothing that's better than nothing michael as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Now, that's out of the way. Let's go through the episode. Our first elimination has officially happened. Miss Vallarta is gone so how did it feel to eliminate miss Vallarta? well so then it feels great um as she's still there now as mentioned on the pod before the layout of the workroom is different so the girls are going to walk in toward where the couches are 
But Regina is going to spot a mirror message across the room. So now they're going to awkwardly walk over there. Surely production should have advised them of their blocking prior to this moment, right? Yes, I, I clocked that scene right away. But plus also as a queen, I think you're a drag queen. You already know the show, it's dynamics. Somebody goes, where the fuck is this mirror, right? Like where's right. the message, what's up? So I think it's also important like the queen should be like asking production or already clocking that that's part of like post end of the show kind of exactly. credit. Like, you know, we're going home, a bitch just went home. What did she leave? A message, no message, a wig, a costume, a letter, yeah. you know? I they needed I, a little a little help there, but hey, everyone's mm-hmm. new to this show. This is their first yeah. season, so they got, they got some kinks to work out. Now, Serena wipes away Viarta's message, and yeah, she's officially the pork chop of Mexico. I know. I wonder how she's feeling. I don't know. I've been. I don't. I don't know if I follow her. I'm really bad at following because uh, Instagram. Uh, thank you for threads, but also, can you like maximize like the follower account to like like ten thousand so I can follow more people because I'm at my max right now. Um, What's the max? I didn't even know. Seventy five hundred is your max. Yeah, I know it sucks. That Whatever. Is- I went on a spree when I was a young, young, foolish gay and was like oh my god and and now i can't delete people so oops my bad well i guess i guess that's a good excuse when you're at the club turning up and somebody's like follow me on instagram i'm sorry boo i can't like literally i just can't (laughs) literally but it's it's, but it's bad when you're going to the club and the drag queen's like follow me on instagram i was like oh fuck i can't um because that's who i actually should follow so i'll do it I'll, i'll i'll refresh delete some people um there's a couple of people in my life that should be deleted, but that's a whole different podcast. Blocked. Uh, uh, they're on the, the they're on the block list. <laughs> anyway, the Queen's D drag, and it's time for our credits. We're not that that's it. There's no congratulations. It it we're moving forward. Now the Queens are gonna waltz into the workroom. It is a new day, new energy for sure. The competition has started, and there is one less in the room, but there sure are more opinions. To kick us off, Serena will say that she expected Vermelia and Vierta to be in the lip sync. Truth be told, same. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they gave her a pass. It should have been the two of them. Been like, you both fucked up. Go to the bottom two again and, and prove why you should be here. Honestly, yes. That's my same exact thoughts. I was like, what is going on? Is there is there some tea that we don't know about? Like, what's happening? I do, like- I do wonder if they were like, no, we want Viarza to go out first and we don't know if Vermelia could actually beat her. Uh, so they're like, here, Serena, go do this for us. Yeah, but honestly, like, mm, I love my girls and I live for them. But like, when it comes to shows, I mean, not to plug the other show, their their shows, like their lip syncs, are not that like, you know, they're mm-hmm. not very well known for just being lip sync assassins. Yeah, which is weird because I all my Mexican friends they they dance the house down boots. Absolutely. Christian doesn't agree with Serena's comment as she thinks Serena has a lot more to learn. Romelia will tell her that she knew how to sell it and that's why she was safe and that's why Serena was in the bottom. And Serena will tell her that she was only selling the table and nothing more. But Romelia doesn't want to do um, with negative comments. She's not going to deal with this. She will just say she had more materials. So allegedly having more materials was the determining factor in her eyes. Okay, great. Arhenis will remind the table that she was the winner of the week, but there is no time for celebration. The alarms are going off. It's time for a message. 
we have a message and it's back to Valentina this week as we are swapping back and forth. So each um, of our hosts are going to have a main week. And we learned that Valentina's corporation has an opening to invest in drag. Valentina will arrive. And again, on the opposite side of the room, as she says hello to the Transformers. Um, I don't know how I feel about her just calling them Transformers. This is the thing. In Mexico, there's a word called transformistas. Okay. And it literally translates to transformers. Like you're somebody who transforms from one to another. So gotcha. I, I don't think there's like a pretty translation of like other than transformistas to transformers. Maybe because I mean, language evolves, but the, the, it, it's really hard to pinpoint like, oh, this is like a PC way to say this in Spanish. It's really, really gotcha. hard. Yeah, because she is saying Transformers in English. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but maybe she's trying to find her catchphrase. There it is. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. That, that's yeah. the beauty about like the first seasons. They're always trying to find their groove and their own catchphrases and still reference to, to Mama Ru, but mm-hmm. also kind of like making their own lane for themselves. I mean, people probably forget that on the first season of Canada's Drag Race, um, on the main stage, it was always the guest host who did like the introduction and everything. Um, mm-hmm. That one was eliminated very quickly because it did not work. Uh, yep. But yeah, we're working. We're playing season one. Yes, I love me some season ones. Every every franchise, even the original. I mean, could I you have... even see it? I don't know if anyone could see the. I had to turn on my brightness because maybe I was lost <laughs> for a minute. Valentina says that when you're a baby drag queen, you think you can eat the whole world. But on Drag Race Mexico, they're looking for the queen who doesn't choke. She will tell the girls to pair up. No parameters, just find a partner. Now, there are a lot of pairs based on who's standing next to who, but we're going to see some running around, including Vermelia, who's going to grab hold of Serena, who she was just bitching out. Um, and Serena's like, nope, we are not going to work well together. Interesting. Serena will, t- yeah, Serena will take Lady Keto, who Argenis wants, but it's just no use by any process of elimination. Rahina's now going to be stuck with Vermelia. Um it was a little chaotic. Who would you have picked as your partner? I would have easily picked either um, Margaret mm-hmm. or Christian Peralta. Like, yeah. th- those are two people that are it's easy choose for me, easy pick for me. So now they have to decide which of the partners likes to eat. That would be me in the situation, for sure. I love Mexican food so much. Literally could eat it every day. Um, I'm not talking about like Taco Bell. I, I like give me good Mexican food. I'm happy. I'm very happy. Carnitas, taquitos. Mm-hmm. I know. Trust. Say me too. I I might look like a little like a little sweet baby that might eat two tacos. Baby, I can eat 12, 15. <laughs> we have all you can eat tacos down the street. You will catch me there. Okay, I'm coming to visit. I love tacos. Yes, come come this way. This we have the best tacos. Um. So the person who wants to eat has to get into quick drag. They have five minutes to make themselves over. The queens rush to get ready for the eating challenge. And here's what I will say. More of that. Um, more eating challenges. Also, like, they need to eat before they put their corsets on later on the episode. So let feed them. Feed them. Feed the queen. A hungry queen in a corset. Bad combo. Here are our pairs. This is how it shakes out. Magritia and Galavero. Serena Moreno and Quero. Vermelia and Regina. Mortraca and Pixie Pixie. Christian and Argenis. The mini challenge is called Taco Bellas, and I'm totally here for it. Also, what I'm here for is Kinky Lolita and that harness. Um, she is deciding I'm not going to wear a suit like most hosts. I'm going to be a naughty, naughty girl. 
Yes, with that skirt and those boots. Oh mm-hmm. my God. She said, gender, fuck it. I'm wearing whatever the fuck I want. Yes, you said kink. There's no kink shame. There's no gen- nothing, Mm-mm. baby. Just giving us everything. And that makeup. Oh Stunning. my God. Beautiful. I love her. The game is who can eat as many tacos in 90 seconds. Um, so I'm assuming based on what you said earlier, you would be the eater. Oh, I can eat for days. For... What is your favorite kind of taco? My favorite kind of taco, oh, you're going to gag a little, literally. It's taco de tripa. Do you know what okay. that is? No, I don't. It's intestines. There it is. Nope. I'll pa- I'll, you know what? I'll pass for right now, but maybe later on I will. No, um... you need to try it. Like with some avocado, onions, cilantro, salsa, and just good lime on top. The crunchy. Listen, when I was in LA, um, a dear friend of the podcast, Amanda Masker, and I got tacos, and I said I'm just going to eat whatever they give me, and she's like, okay, and it was everything was great. I didn't, did, didn't I did not ask what I was eating, but it was great. It was very delicious. No, yeah, I. That's how exactly how it's going to work here. I'm going to tell you, just eat this baby. You're going to be just fine. Just believe. And then we're going to learn that there are a variety of tacos for them, including the famous, as the caption says, "I Taco KS." Yum. Yum, yum, yum. It's so, it, it sounds horrible, but it really isn't. It's just like the perfect gooey consistency, like fatty. Oh, it's okay. so good. Okay. Oh okay. my God. Mm. Yes, Mexican cuisine. It's interesting, but it's very good. All right. Well, the challenge begins, and well, it's exactly <laughs> what you expected it to be. These queens are gorging themselves with tacos, and honestly, it made me hungry. Um, also, this task turned a bit naughty as we had some of the queens describing some sausages they were feeling. Um, and I was like, this is why people think drag queens are awful. They're just raunchy like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know the people that queens were supposed to be nice. I, no, no, no. Most of my queen friends are, oh my God, I'm the nicest one of them all and I'm a fucking bitch. Yeah, I, I just like when they were like, yeah, I think someone's gotten getting a boner. I was like, this is just weird. Why, why, why for eating? That's, a, I mean, no king shaming, but okay. Maybe we, we got some <laughs> tricks up our sleeves. It's true. The winner of the challenge is deemed to be Vermelia and Rohina with six tacos, and they're going to share a prize of 18,000 pesos. What is that in uh, American dollars? Do you know? I believe it's $75, but I can check for you real quickly. Cause not $75. That's that's not a prize. 18000 or 1800 18000 Okay. No, then it's like 750 Okay. I was like, that's an it's actual like prize. It's like $1,000. Okay. I was like, $75. Just give her a fucking yeah. gift card to like Chipotle. Um, you can imagine... The gays, there would be an uproar right now. You have no idea. Terrible. Okay. It's also in this moment that we learn that Vermelia has a big mouth and a secret talent. Um, peep that fist in her mouth. Very good at that. Drag is spreading its wings into the business world. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they will become entrepreneurs. They will pick one of five businesses, including a funeral home, a travel agency, a nail salon, mechanics, and a taco stand. Working in pairs, they must create a commercial that sells their business. Oh, and guess what? The pairs are already picked for them because whoever they worked with in the mini challenge is who they are paired up with for the Maxi Challenge. What did you think of that twist? Do you think that forces you to be strategic when picking a mini challenge partner from now on? I think that's going to fuck with the girls in the head and that's how yeah. they're going to think. And then production is just going to throw them up a curveball and they're going to gag. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that production is doing that because 
they need to keep the girls on their feed because I feel now a lot of girls are like, oh, I already know what the show looks like, what they're right. going to do and stuff. So they really didn't think of that because I know they used to do things like that in the past, like very early seasons, but I don't, I hadn't seen it in a while. So I was, I was a little gag when they did that. Yeah, I loved it. I'm, I'm here for little twists like that. Now, as the winner of the mini challenge, Rohina and Vermelia will get to pick first and they are going to pick the taco stand. They were not done with tacos. Now the other pairs will have to come to an agreement, which business they will get and agreement. It was not, everyone was mad at each other, but Matraka and Pixie will select the funeral home. Of course, Gala is going to start shit and say that they're digging their own grave to which Matraka is like, well, we picked it to acknowledge your career. The girls are fighting. That was shady. Do you think there might be some drama between them? There has to be. There really has to be. Um, For even Valentina to have to like gather them on episode three, it's like, okay, there's definitely uh, uh, some relationships outside. But because I know Pixie in the first episode brought up the whole fact that Gala just dumped her. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's where it's coming from. Like, okay, Gala, it's my turn to just throw shade. We haven't heard much about that storyline. I'm sure the two of them are saving it for later on in the season because that's how you play this game now. You have to be like, I know what production wants. They know this. I'm not going to say anything until they know I'm almost um, ready to go. Yep. That's, That's how it goes. Next, we see Orgenes and Christian take the travel agency, and they take it to piss off Gala. Uh, Sonata and Kero will go with the mechanics, leaving Margaret and uh, Gala with the nail salon. If you had your pick of the five companies, which one would you have selected? I would have... It's easy. I would have done the tacos, but obviously that if I wasn't the first girl, I would have stayed away for sure from the nail salon. Yeah. To spice up the challenge, Lolita and Valentina will be directing them. Why? Probably because they didn't have the budget to fly anyone else to Colombia because, spoiler, it was filmed in Colombia. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but they fact, did. Do you, know, do you know the makeup artist that um, Valentina was using? I don't. That Her name's Lush's Massacre. She's an Emmy Award winner. She came out in We're Here. She was Shangela's makeup artist. She's actually a Brownsville native. So she lives here in Brownsville. Nice. I love that. Um, well, they did fly out an icon in the community to guest judge this week. The judge has a very bad reputation from Elite and much, much more. It's Dana Paolo. Um, are you familiar with her work? I fucking love Dana Paola. I've known her since I was probably her same fucking age when she started like six, seven. She mm-hmm. when she was like even younger, but I known of her because of all the telenovelas, all the shows she would come out, all the musicals she did. And then obviously Elite on Netflix, like made her more like worldwide famous. Her music, I love her music. Like she truly is a workforce and like an amazing artist, fully yeah. singer. I, I wasn't familiar with her because I haven't watched Elite, but um, recently I found out that um, a very, very, very sexy man is on Elite known as Mano Rios. And that might make me watch it because, oh my God, fine, fine, fine. The scenes are even more wild and you're going to be hooked the first time. Oh, God. Time. I hate that. I hate being hooked to TV because then I watch it. All right. There's no edging or teasing here. They will be creating um, and they're going straight to the set to film their commercial. And by set, we are taking a page out of Drag Race France's season one playbook and dropping a giant green screen in the middle of the workroom. No space for any other sets. I mean, that's smart. You got to get smart, especially when you're out there and production is very expensive. Yeah. It looks, I think, I think they would have like, they should have set up just 
for us, the audience, to think that it's a different place Correct. instead of us clocking the workroom. That was the problem with the first season of Drag Race France. We haven't gotten that yet in their second season, but it was always like in the middle of the room and you could see all of their stuff around it. And it's like, this just seems awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made it work. We have Lolita Banana and Valentina Spielberg uh, in place. Um, they're ready to guide the girls to business success. Starting us off are Regina and Vermelia, who will be opening an inclusive taco shop where everybody is welcome, including anyone in skimpy outfits like them. Uh, those were choices, but it made sense for what they ultimately would do. <laughs> I don't know what my sister was wearing in the front. I was a little confused, honestly. Regina was fierce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very interesting duo. I, I don't think they've ever met before or they don't know much of each other because the, chem- the chemistry was very off, but Regina yeah. made it work. They will rehearse their scene before starting to film, and Rohina is a natural, and Romelia will play with the character, but she's going to get lost in the dialogue. She is not in her comfort zone. Lolita will tell her to work on her diction and articulate. The filming starts, and we have a lot of focus on Romelia and Valentina not understanding what she's doing or saying. Um, I feel like there's a lot of lost in translation moments for Valentina in this episode. Yes, I think she was a little confused yeah. for most of these, um, because it's a it's a certain uh i don't know how to say it in in english i also have some trouble speaking english sometimes but so it's do kind i of like, it's kind of like if you know you know kind yeah. of language you know it's not like the proper spanish there's some what is it called there's some just kind of like colloquialisms yeah 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 that's pretty much what it is so it, it's if you don't you're not that familiar with the culture and like subcultures and then right. all those layers of language, you're not going to get it. Next, we have Pixie and Matraka, who share they are doing their commercial as a pun, where it has to be about burying things. They will start and include the pit crew, and Pixie will go on her monologue before Lolita cuts her off, telling her it looks as if she's searching for the words. She wants energy. Pixie will say that she's a method method actor, despite then saying that she's not very experienced in this either. Uh, She's having a tough time. St. Ramos is the name of their funeral home. And I think in Spanish, their pun has to do with something it, it rhymed. Again, I'm watching based on the captions, um, but everyone was laughing. So it must have been funny, whatever the rhyme yes, was. Yes, because it, it was that kind of like plain words of like mm-hmm. something dirty, you know, like we're just, we're here to like stick it in. But in Spanish, it means something else. Gotcha. Because again, go into Google Translate with what was on the screen. I was like, that's not funny. It's not rhyming at all, but... Thank you for informing me. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Matraka hears laughter from Lolita and Valentina, so that makes her satisfied. Uh, Not always the best way to know if someone's happy, but okay. Next, we see it's time for Lady Caro and Serena Morena. Uh, They are mechanics, and in their commercial, they will go on a tour of the various areas of their garage so we know the services and package deals. Also, they are going for Butch Queen realness, but what's not real is that shaking go that Serena is wearing. What was that blue monstrosity on her head? Baby, I was about to mail her a fucking brush. I was like, baby, I know a shaking go, but, I mean, you got to something you know I, yeah. I think at this time or maybe that was the look she was going to but even it, it just didn't make sense i was a right. little a little shocked with my sister they're gonna have 45 seconds to sell their business so they will work fast and cut 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 lady Kato is very nervous because they have a lot of text in a short time now the scene starts and they too will use the pit crew while using a lot of double entendres 
And Serena needs guidance as to where the camera is as she is not wearing her contacts. Now, as a fellow blind person sans contacts, why would you do that to yourself? Like, I know the layout of where I live and I still need my glasses on because I do not trust myself to trip over something. I think strategically, I think that would have been kind of like her punchline. She should have just used that to her advantage. Like, girl, why are you looking over there? Bitch, I can't see. You know, like run with it instead of kind of just putting yourself down for not knowing where the camera is. Bitch, just fucking go for it. I think I think she needs to let loose a little. The team is struggling, and when you hear the shady sound effects, you know there is trouble brewing. Next, we have our travel agents ready. It's Christian Peralta looking for, um, well, she looks like a fine flight attendant, and Argenis looks very disheveled. Their company is called Ecstasy Airlines, and I'm like, sign me up. Again, leaning into the sexual innuendos, including pussy petting, and Lolita is giggling at the pussy petting. AI for me personally for me that was <laughs> funny I think the both of them work good with each other yes Christian was kind of carrying the scene more but there was more chemistry for me than any other group that it, it was just executed beautifully yeah. and when you do like flight attendant directions and it like leads to your butt like that's funny Christian is the experience when Arcanis is just stepping on her lines um being very very horny um and you could tell that christian was getting a little frustrated she's like why are you not a pro like i am yes and i think that has a lot to do with queens like her who work for a living when it comes to drag and a certain kind of drag that is seen in mexico which is transformismo where you Mm -hmm. look like a certain character there's a lot of discipline that goes into it so that's why she acts like such a professional and the other queens more run with their own idea of what their drag is so it's kind of like and that's always the struggle in Mexico, I've noticed, with, with drag. All we know here is on XTC Airlines, you can have an orgasm in the sky. Come on, Mile High Club. Um, I'm going to tell everyone a secret. I have, like, a terrible flight attendant fantasy. And I know this very cute blonde boy who just became a flight attendant. And I, the, one day, one day, I'm just going to be like, can, just, can we just play once, um, please? Anyway. The and you're gonna kind of this commercial. You'll be like, "Is this this kind of of, mm-hmm. of attendance?" Mm-hmm. Uh, once the scene is cut, Valentina will give Arheni some direction on how to orgasm. Uh, seemed ex- uh, accurate. She seems like an experienced chica. Oh, trust. She was having <laughs> the time of her life. And finally, it's Margaret and Gala, and they brought a storyboard. How prepared are them? Uh, usually in some American seasons when they have storyboards, it's like usually a giant piece of um, board. Uh, no, this was a ripped out out of a, of a notebook. I was a little gagged. I thought they actually provided the storyboards for the queen. <laughs> no budget for it this season. Season two. I gagged. I was like, oh, okay, I guess they really have to get creative. Gata is nervous as Margaret is not someone she usually would have chemistry with. As they're rehearsing, Valentina will give Margaret a note about her hair and running around, but Margaret tells us that they just don't get what they're doing yet. Then we see a scene where there's a cat fight, which leads them to swapping wigs, and now we get it. Um, also, for all the New York girlies listening, don't tell me with that wig and look, Margaret was not giving Boudoir LaFleur vibes. Um, go look her up. She got that. She's known for that beautiful... Um, stunning brown curly hair and wearing next to nothing. So I was like, oh, there's the vibes. Um, and that's it. Pit crew, go get dressed. We're going to move on to Elimination Day. 
And the queens are walking in, humming the tune of the Mexican hat dance, as we know it. Uh, free usage music, for sure. Uh, between La Cucaracha, the Mexican hat dance, they're, they're, they're getting the Americans to know what's going on. They have to, baby. That's that's the target population. <laughs> mm-hmm. Margaret woke up thinking it's going to be a great day because they get to do a runway. And the girls are freaking out that Donna Paula will be there. Um, who would be the guest judge that would get you freaking out if you were on Drag Race? From Mexico, I think mm-hmm. Belinda. Belinda okay. would have gotten it for me. Yeah. I live for her, and I'm going to go see her in September. So, yes, Oh, exciting. It is time to put on the face, and this week we are going to hear Pixie discuss creating a drag house. She has Vermelia as well as her brother Paper, who is already a big star. Pixie says that they support each other as much as they can. As it's important in our community, sometimes you choose a family that's not a blood family. Vermilia shares, she grew up in a religious family. One day her granny told her to promise she'll never be gay. And when she made that comment, it threw her off. She can't promise to be something she knows she's not. At first she told them she was bisexual, but as time went by a year later, she revealed she was gay. And then a few months later, she came out and revealed that she does drag. And she says it's not a thing to disappoint your loved ones, but make you feel proud to be who you are. Her family did eventually take it well, as when she did come out and drag, they wanted to take pictures because she looked great. Now, Pixie is surprised and happy to see Vermelia open up her heart and share what happened to her, as she feels that Vermelia has come a long way. And usually we know how these shows work. If someone's opening up, it means they're going to be going away soon. They're (laughs) bye-byes. Now, we're going to venture over to Gala, who shares it is important to make a career out of drag to make her mom proud. It terrifies her to talk about this with her family, as she's had a conflict with peace of mind and her communication and estrangement issues. She says when her mom finds out Gala exists and doesn't work at the university, she wants to take away the worry that her son is okay. Gala is happy, even though she doesn't have the support of her immediate family. She thinks getting this international reach might make it easier to digest the topic that she does drag. And this was a bit of a very vulnerable moment for Gala, as thus far we've only seen her be a little mischievous. But her story is the same for many, and not everyone has a supportive family, which is the power of the chosen family we heard about with Pixie and Vermelia. Interesting yeah. contrast between the two. I um, I mean, I've followed some of these queens for years, like two, three years. And it's very interesting to getting to know them now to this personal level, because we always see this artist, we see the artistry and everything, the bitchiness. But when they start opening like that, like, I, I love that because it just lets you know that they're human. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see, like, what position they're going to be as, like, the villain of the story or the villain that turns nice or mm-hmm. the villain that goes home or maybe the the one who's just troubled and top three. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what portrayal each each of these drag artists has in this yeah it's really interesting because i do think gala is being set up as the mischievous antagonist in a way who everyone loves because she's just she's good at her art um and then she but in the same way she's a bit of an underdog compared to someone like uh christian or hina because they are titans in the scene yes but i know gala and i I'm excited to see what she has under her sleeve for these lip syncs mm-hmm. and also the looks. I mean, I don't want to get too ahead, but I mean, we we kind of see it in this in this episode that Gala is gonna sneak in the girls and they're not expecting that. That's true. 
Well, let's head to the main stage where our hostesses are wearing some fabulous looks. We've got Valentina giving her best interpretation of the runway, while Lolita is giving us a bit of a Parisian inspiration. Uh, mint and pink, a killer combination of colors. We love those colors together. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's right there on top of me. Mm-hmm. Our panel includes Oscar Madrazo as well as Dana Paola, and uh, she's very excited to be there. We are going to discuss the commercials first and then move into our runway. Um, but before we head to the runway and everything, we are going to learn that the runway will be honoring Maria Felix. Are you familiar with her work? Of course I'm familiar. Are you familiar? Yes, I, I've lived her for her. I mean, she's an icon, a staple in in um, the golden age in, in uh, movies and in, in mm-hmm. cinema in Mexico. So yes, I, I love her. A lot of people who do drag who are from Mexico, they try to always um, do her for like their own Smash games, their own presentations. Um, she's a character in itself and she's multi-talented and just a legend and an icon truly. Yeah, I was interested to see who was gonna get the season one Night of a Thousand. Um, and I was, I didn't know who she was prior. I was like, it's going to be one of the big name uh, musicians like Dalia or um, Selena or someone. But I think this was a really fun uh, runway and I'm excited to talk about it. Yes, me too. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward for that. All right, let's begin with our commercials. First up is Christian and Argenis. I think they both dropped into the camp very well. Uh, this was the Christian show and Argenis was the guest star in the sketch. The inflatable dolls were even... Honestly, they were a little too much for me. That was naughty. That was. Do you body. think they probably took it with them to the hotel? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I would have. Fuck. You get lonely there. I know it's not selling, you know, travel agency, but I was ready to fly, fly away with them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the pit crew, I could not stop looking at the one with Arpenis. He was very attractive. Um, and I, I do, I do hope someone gets to have an orgasm in the sky soon because. Um, that's what they sold, and everyone likes that. Mm-hmm. Orgasms always sell. Always, always. Next, we have Regina and Vermilion. I don't know if this was is what ladies wear to sell tacos, but they looked rough and ready to fight if you didn't. Um, again, I love that they had La Cucaracha as the underscore, because I feel like it was the right tone for what they were doing. Would you let Trula and Yola serve you? I would have probably looked at them. Smelled it a little and probably indulged. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering when things were going to get naughty. And then we got the sauces. Uh, hot sauces for sure. Where did production get the dildos? I mean, maybe. Do they have them on hand? Like, where do they get them? You just, you know, we know what, we know, we know how to, how to get our the girls brought out with them uh, and they were in the hotel room. Can you imagine <laughs> they're used? <laughs> they're Regina's. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, my favorite line for this sketch was, we're not responsible if it gets in your eye. Yes. I think that's that's what made them. Yeah. Them. Breast tacos, sausage tacos, they're all inclusive. This was very, very funny. It was an um, interesting take on a taco stand. And I'm not sure if this would be allowed in public, but you know what? I would go visit them. No, same. I mean, I'm always willing to risk it for some tacos. Next up is Serena and Litiquero. Again, naughty, naughty, naughty. They went heavy into the car sex humor. And honestly, I think they sold it. 
Um, I think Lady Keto had a very natural ease when she said the sexual lines, whereas Sonana felt more like she was reciting a script. Now, I know we are very much divided in this country when it comes to breastplates and drag, but there was something that Lady Keto was able to do when she bounced up and down and allowed the humor of the sketch to shine through with the jiggly breastplate. For Serena, it wasn't overly funny. She needed to match her partner's energy for them to be a good dynamic duo. And I kind of think it was because she didn't have the big boobs. I also think maybe because Ghetto looked like she knew what she was doing. So I'm sure she was probably the mastermind behind all of this. And then the other girl was just following, you know? So I think that also too, and also the titties. Titties sometimes, I mean, titties are great. Especially if they bounce. And again, I, I, I've had many discussions on this podcast about Jimbo and the um, breastplate and people are so against it. And there are people who think that's the character when it comes to comedy. It's just, it's, a, it's funny. Yeah. It, it, it's all whatever the viewers see, you know? And I think it's, it's, that's art. It, it needs to be some discussion. If not, I don't think it's art. God, I'm going to turn next. So the moral of this sketch was nails are hard. And that's why I just picked mine apart. Maybe one day I will get a manicure. Um, I think they wanted to so badly lean into the sex humor that they didn't even come close to making it make sense in the world of a nail salon. That being said, the giant nail file was very campy. And when we got to the cat fight and they swapped wigs, it was silly. Did it really make sense? Not really. I didn't quite grasp it. Will you be visiting La Tigresa Nails? No, I wanted to see some kinks like fisting. I wanted Gala to be the one I'm missing nails. Playing more, um, not so on the nose. I think a lot of it was on the nose. And you're right, that whole swapping of the wigs, I just did not get it. Yeah, it was choices, as, as Tatiana once said. Yeah. And finally, Matraka and Pixie. So we definitely start and lean into camp, even with the uh, stiff puns. I was pleasantly surprised to see how easily Machaca was able to break out of the dead body into the over-the-top saleswoman who was dying for us to visit their funeral home. I think when it got to what they were selling, that's where I was a bit lost. It became a salon for a makeover, despite you being, you know, well, dead. The concept could have been brilliant, but the execution of the script was just mediocre. Yes, I agree. I agree. But honestly, I was very shocked with Matraca. I she seemed like a very shy. Mm-hmm herself person but when she was doing the commercial i was really shocked to see that there's a lot of personality there absolutely all right let's move into the category of night of a thousand maria felix in honor of the runaway we are going to play la doña or la nada la doña or la nada i'm I'm, i like that first up pixie pixie look by anna Anna abel de la rose here by yuzasuki gloves by leon accessorios I love that we are starting off with black and white inspired look, but I think the critique will be the critique is going to be correct. If she's going to do this, she has to do it in full grayscale face. I love how the garment just flows, the fringes to die for. I think the only other issue is while you can't see the full detail on the hat, there is some gold and red and and green that needed to be replaced by silver. That if you're going for a full grayscale look. Overall, smart look. The expectations were very high for Pixie Pixie. She almost reached them. Yes. It's because, I mean, she is the queen of black and white in Mexico. I mean, that's, I think that's how I know her ass. So I think people are really excited for her to really take it there. Like, I even think they even talked about how Detox did on her season. So, yeah, um, 
But nonetheless, I mean, she looked fabulous and beautiful. Nana says that she found the sketch very funny. She had a lot of fun. They sold her a funeral home. Valentina says she loved the Gattavaro thing. She found it fascinating. She says Gata knows that girl because her but her nut slip. Lolita says that she missed a great opportunity as this was a challenge for her. She says black and white, she should have shown the detox fantasy. She says she wanted her to play more with nuances and gradients from gray to black. And she says it's a white dress and a bit of clown makeup. Um, that's pretty harsh. Um, I'm going to still give it a La Doña. Um, I would give her La Doña, honestly. Audience, 75% La Doña, 25% La Nada. Argenis, look by Adrian Munoz, hair by Peliculas Me MT Lace Front. I love how authentic and beautiful this flamenco dress is. She truly captured the spirit of the inspiration. The colors were beautiful. Her paint was divine. I adore the hair. It's, it was very authentic, mixed with drag. Really, one of the best of the nights of the night. Yes, I was really shocked when I saw her too. It, it just it encapsulated that moment. It was beautiful, beautiful made. Um, her presentation. Maybe, maybe this is just me being critical. I would have liked to seen some more power when she was like posing, like sure. really gone there for the flamenco. But the look, the hair, it was beautiful, beautiful. The color palette, it was just gorgeous. Lolita says she thought Arhenis would be outshone by Christian's energy, and despite the fact that evidently in the spot Christian takes the lead, in the moment she had, she thinks she did very well. She says she put a lot of vulgarity in there and gave her a lot of life. Valentina says the look fascinates her and she loves it. She loves the details in the Swarovski crystals. She says she looks gorgeous. It's a La Doña for me. It's a La Doña for me too. Audience, 95% La Doña, 5% La Nada. Margaritilla, look by Infante, hair by Cordelia Durango. The problem here isn't the inspiration being off. It's the fit of the suit plus the proportions of the hat. The suit needed to be tailored much more and the hat needed to be triple the size. This could have been a power suit to stop the presses, but she didn't have it. Also, the mug was interesting, combining her face as well as trying to bring in the Maria Felix. And it just didn't blend well as much as she hoped it would. Yes, I think if she's going for that loose look, she needs to be a loose look, you know, just like straight all the way to the bottom, a cinch yeah. in the middle, big shoulder pads, and a huge fucking hat. I think sometimes we forget that we're doing drag and we need mm -hmm. to proportionize ourselves to be pleased, like pleasant to the eye. So I think a big old hat would have like done wonders. It would have covered Absolutely. maybe the whole face and that would have been a good thing. <laughs> That's true. Nana says that the sketch didn't work for her as she got lost and they didn't sell her nails. She says it was more about puns and it became predictable. Lolita really likes the look because it's very basic and simple, but says the face creeps her out when she sees it as it reminds her of the creepy lady. Uh, is what? Who, what's the creepy lady? Is that a reference to something? It's La Llorona. Okay, there it is. Mm -hmm. um, I know that one. All right, uh, Margaret, I like you, but it's La Nada. Yeah, La Nada. Sorry, Margaret. And I really like her. The audience, 30% La Doña, 70% La Nada. Regina Voce, look by Eric George, hair by JCT Producciones, jewels by Gustavo Huguera. Perfection. She looks regal and divine and exceptional. I think as someone who hates exposed corsets, she made this work because it served a purpose in the story of the outfit. The shoulders puff out in a powerful manner. The colors are beautiful. And she mastered the use of the crocodile necklace. It wasn't just there to please the category. It was part of the look. She was stamped. I would wear that hat. I'm obsessed with this look. 
I, mira, bravissimo. This is what I'm talking about. It's about the proportions. And if you're going to exaggerate something, something else, you have to bring it in and then take it back out. The right amount of accessories, the, the just the presence, the way she stands, the way she moves her, ha her head. It, I mean, she is an artist for what she said, 20 years. And mm -hmm. I can tell right there and then that she knows who Maria Felix is and she's honoring her with her full capacity and her team. I mean, bravísimo. Se pasó, se pasó y le doy una pinche doñota. A big doña. And she, and she said, yeah, I got budget. I can make this work. Yes, for sure. <laughs> She's been traveling after Queen of the Universe. Trust. She sure has. Lolita says that she can really see her experience as it's clear she knows how to do what she does. Valentina says she looks amazing. She loves that she's wearing the snake and crocodile necklace and loves the hair and makeup. She says she looks stunning. It's a la doña for me. It, I mean, I've said it's una pinche doñota. I Audience love loved it. 100% la doña. Mm-hmm. Um, now, since we're talking about the uh, crocodile and snake necklace, can you share with us uh, the significance of it? Yes. Uh, actually, that was one of the gifts from one of her lovers, I believe. I think it was Cartier. Yes. Um, Jealous. It, yes. No, she, I mean, she, a beautiful woman. She's always been a beautiful woman. And, and men were just oh, obsessed with her. So um, it was this really expensive um, jewelry. And it was like with emeralds with diamonds and rubies so it, it's a beautiful one of a kind and and she I have to assume it. it's in a museum somewhere right now i honestly would hope so but i have I no idea so. where it's at but yes I've, I've seen pictures and videos and i mean it, it's a beautiful statement piece and that's I what this it. woman was she was a statement everywhere she went all right, next up, Christian Peralta, look by Edgar Lazano. Lazano. I thought we got rid of Miss Viarta last week. Uh, this was so fascinating to see her be pink. It was a risky move, and I'm bummed we didn't see this in a normal shade because I think this would have been stunning also. Uh, what she does present in the outfit, and her hair is impeccable. I adore it. She looks expensive, and the crocodile necklace, it's right on. I think Miss Vallarta should take some lessons from how the fuck you blend pink with white literally her base looks amazing her makeup it matches her hands it matches the pink on the fringe of that outfit i mean christian peralta is such a professional and she knows herself she knows her aesthetic she knows how to put things together and and it's been showing every single runway i mean the first week Gag the judges. So um, I, I, Christian is one of the most fascinating characters to be on Drag Race because again, we got a little snippet of of the backstory and the family and having a wife and child. I was like, wait, 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 time out. Like I, I know we don't want to label people, but like, is this is, is Christian straight? Like, what it would tell us the story? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't it's matter not, because they're amazing artists. And I think that's that's the beauty of of drag and and being an artist. I, I some we sometimes forget about that, right? Um, and it, and Christian's a clear representation of what Mexico is not. There's a lot of machismo. There's a lot of uh, of, of religion and and people thinking what's wrong and right. And I think Christian is here to represent somebody who has family values, who supports their family, who is an amazing person as what we've seen so far and is a true, true professional. And I, yeah. I'm a fan, like I bow down. Yeah, because it's that. not like a novelty, like Maddie Morphis was like, look, it's a straight man. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are straight men who have done drag, like Dame Edna was huge in it, but like Christian's an artist. Yep. 
Vanna says that she had a lot of fun and thinks the Spanish accent was the right move because it's like a typical badly dubbed porn movie. Valentina says she's a bitch for painting herself pink. She says it was unique and different proposals saying the makeup looks so pretty on her. La Doña. La Doña for me too. Audience, 88% La Doña, 12% La Nada. Serena Morena, no designers listed. I would wear the fuck out of that suit. It is Tiffany blue. I live for a monochromatic moment. I think there is a really fashionable moment here, and I love almost everything about it, except how the ribbon holding the hat under the chin makes her face feel like it's floating, because then I wish the hair had more volume. But overall, I think this was styled so smartly. That was a beautiful fit. I think Margaret Ija needs to go take some tips from my sister and see how she pinned that shit, darted it, because... She looks fabulous and beautiful. And and you see it's it's flowy on the bottom and just goes straight down, but it's mm -hmm. still giving her that beautiful figure and, and we don't lose it. So um yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautifully um executed. Oscar says it was a good sketch and he laughed his head off. Valentina says she loves the color as she looks like her, but between them, she'll keep hers. Shady. A la doña for me. A la doña for me too. Audience 95% la doña. 5% Lanata. Lady Kato, look by Hector Cerno, hair by Limonada La Barbie Deluxe. I love this. She looks so elegant and luxurious. I think she knows her body and how to make a silhouette look right on her. Now, this is just the third runway where we have the same style of dress, and I'm curious if we're going to see anything different in the future. But what is presented is masterful. I love this white dress and all the silver and red that helped amplify it so well. The heels are so pretty with the ribbon. This was just a beautiful look. No, yes, same. I, I loved everything. The gloves just gives it that elegant touch to it, and it's just beautiful. I mean, the hair. Maybe I would have added a little bit more volume in the back. Sure. Make it bigger, but other than that, it's it's just beautiful, beautiful. Oscar says that the boobs wobbling are the winners. Valentina will say that she loves the chemistry they have with each other, and Donna says she's living for the luck. She says it's perfectly achieved. I will give it a la doña. A la doña for me too. Audience, 80% la doña, 20% la nada. Galavera, look by the weird market jewels by Gustavo Huguera. She gave a nice interpretation of the source material, but the silhouette for me is not the visually strongest. This is a moment where the silver top piece needed to be a stronger nude corset that creates that hourglass so the silver and gray panels on the dress can shine. Right now, it kind of is very straight, very wood plank. But beyond that, the headpiece is beautiful. Her mug is beautiful. There's something about a red lip as the only color accent that can make a drag queen have this superpower over you. It was almost there for me. Yes, yes, yes. There was a little fittings for me as well, but I think um, some queens lack the the essence of like, sometimes the outfit wears them. I think Gala pulled through because she she knows how to wear clothes. Yeah. and. And that's what saved her, I think. Yeah. it was Even when she turned around, you could see that the, the corset was a little loose. I was like, I want to just rip it and like make her suck it in. Mm -hmm. um, Oscar says the guys are hotter than the script. Valentina says that she looks amazing. She loves that she shines in the nude details like transparency and that she used a corset that shapes her. She wants her to feel badass because she has, wow. Um, I'm going to give this a soft La Doña. I, I will give it a cheap La Doña. I, 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 I liked it. I like the idea. I'm, I love body. I, I, I think a queen that shows body shows how confident there is, and there's a lot of yeah. power behind that. So I'll give her a La Doña for sure. 
The audience, 55% Lavonia, 45% Anada. Vermelia Noir, look by Emmanuel Victoria Terrier, hair by Astrid Bukake, jewels by Gustavo Huguera, and nails by Jewelry Nails. Oh, man. Okay, so she's taken the source material and used the objects necessary, but the placement was all wrong. Like, this for me felt like summer stock Hello Dolly. I really do think purple and violet and white tulle could have worked, but it just was shaped so poorly. The sleeves were not it. It made her very top heavy. And I like her paint. I love how she's using color to amplify the white face. For me, the look was just not styled correctly. No, I honestly just like it from the hit up. Yeah. That's the only thing. Um, yeah, it, it, you have to be very careful with those kind of designs and like those puffy sleeves. There has to be proportions and the right amount and and really understanding your body. But I think she's such a young queen that she still hasn't quite gotten there yet. Um, and a designer probably made that for them. So they're probably like, oh, a it's a designer. It should be good. But yeah. sometimes as artists, we have to input our own our own process and absolutely collaboration is the key to success yeah lolita says although she did very well she feels like Hina stood out more donna's advice is to not wait for the text she says sometimes one of the things that works when doing sketches is to always be alert for improvisation oscar says they do better if they set up the sex shop than a taco stand because the sketch is logically funny the script is funny but it feels they won't sell a single taco Valentina says she likes that there's a lot of volume in fabrics this time, but doesn't know based on how it fits. They need to see her body because this period is Marietta Felix in Paris and the corsets are a strong part of the construction of couture. Um, and with that, I'm um, a soft Lanada. I'm sorry. I'm going to give her a Lanada. Yeah. Audience was kind. 67% Ladonia, 33% Ladonna. And Matraca, no designers listed. Whatever happened to baby Jane? Well, she's right here. If you look at the side by side, she has the right idea, but the execution was so simple and ineffective. I think the corset killed the entire vibe. I wish she did have a bit more skin showing with the shoulders to move away from Betty Davis and closer to Maria Felix. Um, she could play Jane and Tarzan too. It was fine. I just know it could have been better. Yes. I think this is another one where, um, La Matraca is probably also a young queen that really doesn't know much history and uh, about uh, Mexican artists. So I think she needed to do a little bit more research and, and, yeah. and times and kind of putting those two together. I think that's where she, she had that mishap where maybe she didn't know how to combine both of her aesthetic and Maria Felix. Um, also not a big fan of, of, of writing on things and doing a runway. I, it's too much the, the, in the nose. It did look a little cheap. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Valentina says she loved the look, having a message at the end. She says if it had a more artisanal touch, it would have been more like Maria Felix because she has a refined taste. Now, Matraca says that she didn't wear a crocodile necklace or a thing that related to Maria Felix, but something that had her roots. And that was her talking back to the judges. I was like, that's not a cute look. Don't do it this soon. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Um, but I'm it's also a good it... thing because you know that this, this girl stands by her choices. Absolutely. So that that shows you who she is as an artist. She's true to her own art. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you're talking to big people who know. Because sometimes it makes you feel like you you can't take critique. Yes. You just got to take it, baby. That's what it is. Just I'm going to give it a lanada. Yeah, I'm going to give it a lanada también. Audience, 58% Ladonia, 42% lanada. 
Now, with no tops or bottoms revealed quite yet, the queens are going to head backstage for our little untucked junior. They all cheers for their hard challenge, but before they can discuss literally anything, and Donapala comes backstage, and you can tell that she loves them and the art of drag. Yep, Donapala loves an artist, and I know she sees drag artists as artists, um, like most artists don't, but she does, and and she, li- I mean, she told them she lives for for our community. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen her. I know she's been to. Pride Mexico, and she's been out there. I mean, she's a constant advocate for 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 us as well in our community. She tells them she cried when she was invited to come to Drag Race, as this was a dream come true. Now, Margaret says that Dona Paula is their Mexican Britney Spears and is an icon of the community. Is, is that the good comparison? Yes, that was the perfect con- comparison to to Miss Britney Spears. Nana says that she has been raised by the community since she was eight, and they made her understand that it's okay to be different. She tells them to give it their all and trust the mirror as they are powerful, authentic, and Mexican. And that's it. There's no drama or discussion or anything. Where's the drama? I am ready for some Drag Race Mexico drama. Baby, it's going to happen soon. I just know it. The girls have been catty even whenever they come come into the workroom before getting ready. They throw little zippets here and there. I know one day a bitch is going to explode when she's on the bottom and it's going to mm-hmm. be... I'm yeah. waiting. I'm ready for it. All right. After the judges deliberate and say things to each other that they didn't say to the queens, it's time to find out the results. Valentina and Lilia will call for Pixie Pixie Lady Kero Mataraka Galavaro as they are safe. The winner of the week is Rahina. Argenis, Christian, and Margaret are safe, leaving Serena and Vermelia as the bottom two. Do you agree? Um, I don't. Mm-mm. Margaret no. should have been in the bottom, sadly. Yeah, her or well, no, I. That's the thing. Gala should have been. I think if it was about teams, Margaret and Gala should have been in the bottom. Yeah, and I think they saved Gala because the look was that good. Um, and I don't think Serena did that bad that her look, her look should have saved her. Yeah. Uh, so. Very confusing here. I almost wonder because I do know that obviously that uh, Margarita is quite famous um, in the Mexican drag scene. I wonder if this was the okay, we're gonna save you again, but you gotta do better at some point, please. But I mean, even her runways haven't been that strong, and, right. and I'm a little surprised because Margaret is a look queen. She, you, you know her because she's a look queen. She knows how to put pieces together, but I don't know if it translates to runway pieces. Yeah. You know. It's time for a lip sync, and the song is Dana Paula's uh, Ecstasy. Ecstasy? Is that what it is? Because there's letters and there's numbers, and I was like, I don't know what this is. Let me X- see. XT4S1S. I think it's, I think that's the name of the song. That's what the caption said. It, it should be Ecstasy. All right. Um, well, maybe the lip syncing thing is very hard to do in Mexico. I don't know. Once again, we had some lyric issues. Uh, too many cuts over to the judges, which is no bueno. When the judges know the music better than the contestants, not going to fly. Now, I kind of think that Vermelia was out because she just had no connection in this look. And she was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And Serena did the boldest thing with a costume change. And I feel like if Vermelia didn't bomb, I think taking the time to try to switch looks might have actually knocked Serena out. Yes, and that's the thing. I am so surprised how they're not that. That song is so cool and so clubby, and you can do so much with it. I, I, it doesn't even need a costume reveal. If you're that bitch, like, I, I'm surprised they're not turning it out. I'm really frustrated. I'm like, bitch, let me. Yeah. 
perform for you and then you can go sit there like and, and the queens have been flopping but i think that reveal did save her and just you immediately knew she was the one staying yeah even with some glitter familia didn't have the goods she is a great drag artist but drag race was not her platform not all great drag artists can do drag race yep you're right Lolita and Valentina have decided right. to keep Serena as Vermelia is eliminated. Do you agree? Yeah. I think it was her yeah, I think it was the right but... choice. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? I was born ready. What is Vermelia's legacy? I think her legacy for Drag Race be sharing her story, right? And, and maintaining true to your roots and uh, never giving up on who you are to please others because. I mean, sometimes your family just needs a little push and, and they're going to love you and accept you for who you are. Absolutely. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Honestly, Christian Peralta. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm biased. I no sé, pero for me, Christian Peralta just does it so easily. Like, I'm like, that bitch, like, you make it look so easy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Regina mostly because she did perform- show that she can perform and she did look good. Um, but then again, I'm very biased because I love Drag Queen of the Universe. So, yes. Go. No, and I love Regina. She's my second top because I've mm-hmm. followed her for a while. Pero, yeah, I just, Christian. It is time for a Rusical. Can Regina win for a second time in a row or will they have super, super high hopes for who for her? Who are you excited to hear sing? I am excited to see Regina sing. I know she's going to turn it. I hope they do it live. Do you think they're going to do it live? I don't know. I mean, for her, everyone else's sake, I hope they don't because they'll be like, well, I'm getting out of here. Um, but yeah, I, he- I want to hear her sing. Yes, me too. I think that that's going to be very interesting. It's going to shake a lot of people. Or maybe this is that part where they put her in the bottom because she can't dance. Maybe. All right. After three episodes, the winner of the season is... Christian Peralta. I agree. I think Christian is doing very, very well. Um, I don't think there's anything Christian can't do right now. Um, yeah. we, we've seen the performance. We've seen the um sewing um there's the aesthetic is there the brain is there the funniness is there the i don't think there's a challenge that's going to be a problem Mm -hmm. maybe dancing we don't know we'll see all right well where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug Yes, for sure. Um, you can catch me at the Luna Car on all platforms, all cash apps, all Venmos, all PayPal's, the Luna Car with a K and a double R at the end. Um, I have a lot of good things happening around me. Um, I'm continuing uh, show directing every Saturday at my only gay bar here in my town. It's a very inclusive space for all kinds of artists, all kinds of people. Um, you can catch me literally anywhere. I know I'm going to LA soon. I'm going to Houston and San Antonio and Colorado at the end of the month. So if you're from over there, hit your girl up and show me a good old time. Um, but yeah, that's where you, you can catch me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was fun. No, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. This was a fun, fun time. I cannot wait to see how this turns out. Awesome. Let's take a photo for the gram. Sweet. Um, This is probably going to be posted 
tomorrow. I have to figure out my um, schedule with everything because uh, I got to get this out soon and I'm, I'm tired already. But I, yeah, I think it's going to be tomorrow. So yeah, I'll tag you. In that's everything. fast. That's super fast. Oh, this is, uh, that's why I say it's a one take. So if there's any, like, it, it's not as bad as people think it is. So, mm-hmm. Cute. Awesome. No, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. Me, I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Yes. You let me know. I might come next time in full geese. Just let me know if you want I'm me here. I'm here for it. Awesome. Right, I'll like talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.